stop that. Uh, are, are you okay? I can't get total. Ah, is it another throttle pedal issue for Charles Leclerc? Now it's zero percent. Welcome to the Too Much Dip Podcast. <laughs> My name's Dave. Man, I did not know what we were listening to. I, I, I caught the last uh, five laps of yesterday's uh, French Grand Prix. So, uh, wow, that is some audio. Joining me here live uh, via the miracle of the internet, it's Dylan. Yes, yeah, still in my living room. Still, uh, since we recorded, circling back from my living room i have uh not moved much dave but uh happy to be here man what is going on with ferrari right now down bad would you say things are uh better at wash media today or uh ferrari oh very confident podcast we're the ferrari of, of um yeah thank you dave i felt like that was a fitting start um Aside from y'all's uh, power issues, as you can hear more about on Circling Back, just getting the episode st- started today. Like, I've got echo in my he- headphones, so I'm going to stutter all day, fighting with uh, down bad, man. the invitation hmm. issues in my, my ears all day. But uh, I caught that audio, and I was like, didn't watch the race, but this seems appropriate. He was huffing and puffing. <laughs> it throttle issues, bro. He's French, right? We can st- yeah, I assume Leclerc? that's what Leclerc is. You can still make fun of a French accent, right? Ho, ho, ho. There you go. Dylan just, he won up me. So if anybody's mad, ho, ho, ho. they're mad at me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, about Mercedes uh, getting on that podium, bro. Tua. I mean, first time all year they've both been on. Come on. Yeah, how 2021? Hmm. Man, we're just the F1 pod of note. We should do like a Formula Bone podcast or something. No, seriously, check out Formula Bone. We got a big show today. Unfortunately, all of our uh, toddler beds are occupied. <laughs> He's still doing it from the bed. I love it. Um, yeah, so we, we don't have power in our office. If you listen to our other podcast, Circling Back, you, you'd know that, like KJ said, but... So we're remote. If the audio is not uh, up to up to quality, up to your standards like it usually is, I apologize. We'll be back uh, business as usual tomorrow, hopefully. So in the meantime, we um, man, we've got to talk about my run in with one of KJ's buddies. We got to talk. Hey, man, it's like you never left. <laughs> Almost knocked over my whole fucking desk. <laughs> I'm in no I'm in no position to kill time like impromptu like I don't when the, when you said KJ for the record just got up and like had to run off screen real quick right as I was about to launch into me meeting one of his buddies um, but now he's it's back. bad um, the quick pull back of the curtain there it's not like we have a ton of sports to talk about so I don't care if we're off uh, track here but being here in the Midwest and in a basement uh, requires you to have a dehumidifier and that thing runs like a damn jet plane engine. So anytime time it's running, I'm just like paranoid. Y'all just hear nothing but like refrigerator noise coming from about 10 feet away. So I had to go turn that off real quick. But uh, yeah, sounds like you ran into uh, Corsicana's finest. I did. Um, told the story at length on Circling Back, but um, was sitting next to Texas Tech Zone, Corsicana Zone, the Denver Broncos Zone, and San Diego Chargers at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin, Texas own apparently San Antonio. He was just yeah, up here. San Antonio. Uh, is it Luis Vasquez or does he go by Louis? I believe Louis, but you know, Louis Vasquez kind of mumble all the end of it. Now people are probably wondering who's Louis Vasquez. Well, a former teammate of KJ's. He was the uh, right guard, I believe, on the Super Bowl winning Denver Broncos team under Coach Gary Kubiak. You know. That name might sound familiar to listeners of this podcast because 
Uh, he did once big time us on a live stream. So uh, I'm just True. kidding. He actually had a legit emergency <laughs> that Dave would learn about over the weekend. So um, yeah. if the name sounds familiar, that could be why. I was too ashamed to ask if that was brought up at all. It was. It, it was. was. Super nice guy. Um, just uh, we one day we've got to get him in studio sitting next to me or Dylan because it would be the ultimate tiny Dylan large KJ moment because he's um hey, him him KJ and then me all in a row like that to see how that looks he dwarfs me all, he's like six five six six he's he's giant but my favorite part of the interaction was the poor waiter who came up to like bring him his food at, Louis was wearing a Houston Astros baseball cap and he asked him if he played for the Astros <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> I was like okay I know he's sitting down but no human being has ever been as big as this man and played. <laughs> Plus, who wears who wears like a uh, what, what kind of first of all, what kind of cap was it? Was like it was a, a, dad a, fit, cap it was a, a fitted uh, old school logo Astros hat. Okay, who wears who wears like their team logo hat out like you know off the clock, if you will, like that? I don't. I can't imagine like. Like like Bregman just going out to dinner with an Astros cap on full full uniform. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it should have been like yeah. I'm Jose Altuve. You want a picture? <laughs> yes. yes. Nice to meet you, Justin Verlander. Supposed to meet my <laughs> wife here very soon. We're not we're not on a road trip or anything. Um, Jeez. Yeah, it was it was funny that and that's how that was the icebreaker because he was like, no man, I, I played I played NFL football. I played for the Broncos and I. I chimed in. I was like, "Hey, man, sorry to interrupt, but and like, I before before I interrupted, I had been eavesdropping on their him and his buddies' conversation, and he was talking a lot about like training and diets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like sitting here, like I have my notes app open, and I'm like taking notes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, me, I can definitely learn some things from this um, guy whose body type is in no way similar to mine. Yeah, in case you wanted to gain 140 pounds and. Correct. You know, start start moving people around off the line. It's never too late, man. Thirty eight, feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Louis runs a uh, wellness fitness type place down near San Antonio, like in the La Quintera area. So, uh, you know, if we have him on this season, he's certainly uh, a good dude to talk to, and, and it's worth checking out. The uh, other guy that was with him, you know, funny thing about Tim getting mixed up with a baseball player. Assuming uh, the name was Rylan. It's him. Okay. Rylan actually was a professional baseball player. Rylan Reed, that is. Played, I believe, for the White Sox and then came back to play tight end for uh, Texas Tech. I didn't recognize him because the photo was uh, about as clear as David's vision probably was at the time. But uh, didn't he grow into a uh, a left tackle or a right tackle at some point during his time at Tech and like Mm -hmm. was very, very good? And I see him at um, Lifetime all the time, by the way, rather than read that as big. And how big he player. looks now? Shapeshifter. He's he's lean. Yeah, he's he's trimmed down quite that a bit. That guy was a guard? Or uh, a tackle? tackle? I think a tackle. Dude, he oh, was I – mean, like, I, like, I want to say he, like, got All-America honors or something. Like, he was very legit at Tech. Well, um, he did tell me that he was drafted and that he also played with UKJ, but he was – um, I, he didn't, I didn't really listen to what he said about what he played and the thought of that, that guy was, I mean, he was leaned out. Like he was, he's in great yeah. shape, but wow. I didn't know he worked out at our gym, Dylan. He's responsible uh, he, for he, one, of, the, uh, one downtown. Okay. Yeah. He's responsible for one of the, uh, three chip teeth that I have. I want to say at some point in time, he was playing tight end on like a screen drill and I, I have my mouthpiece in, but for some reason. Uh, I must have bit down too hard because one of my back teeth cracked upon impact because he lit me the fuck up. <laughs> first team, first team All American, two thousand eight, offensive tackle. Yeah, those dudes have lived life. Okay, well, I uh, wow, didn't know I was dealing with uh, that level of uh, greatness. So, heck yeah, dude! Shout out to the Red Raiders. You know, Joey McGuire's building a program out there. KJ, I don't know if you know that. Yeah. You see their in the NIL deal? They Very announced? jealous. Let's talk about that Everyone, real quick, I guess. Everyone's getting 25K base. That's your base salary to play football at Tech. 
-hmm. not bad. Mm -hmm. No, it's not bad. And I, I've got a feeling that this is kind of the way it's going to look in the, in a few years, right. Is that you're going to have to have everybody getting a, getting their beak wet and yeah, everybody, it'll be a matter of like, what, what's your base? What's the base salary at tech? 25 K what's the base salary at Bama? 55 K. I mean, probably more than that realistically, but um, yeah, the oil, oil, uh, turns out the oil executives are doing pretty well right now. My favorite thing about every time they get money announced is that they have to remind you that the main like contributor, whose name is like Cody. <laughs> it's always like Cody Dale, you know, committed to another $500,000 that allowed for this to uh, include all scholarship athletes and non scholarship athletes, which would have been critical for me as someone who uh, was fortunate for about 60% of my college career to be uh, compensated with CETE, but not uh, the rest of it. It would have been real nice to wipe the rest away with check signed by Cody. Hey, it's, how do you think, what, didn't Cody had an accent? <laughs> Southeast station, I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Things from Mumbai. Man, I can't, dude, these, do you think these guys are pro uh, Green New Deal? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Because uh, that means the cost of oil gets a little cheaper to make, and uh, I'm, I don't know. It doesn't connect. I can't connect the dots. Yeah, me neither. That's okay. Well, that was fun. It was a fun run-in. It was uh, those guys were really nice, and I, I kind of, I was trying not to beat him down with questions about like, what was it like when you played in the NFL? I thought about <laughs> it, but he was uh, very nice. He he accommodated me well, but um. KJ, you want to hit the dip line? Yeah, before we do that, let me do a shameless plug. As is uh, the time of year when uh, children are going back to school, how long till Parks is back? He, he starts, uh, I believe it's the 15th of August, so very soon. It's like two weeks away. As yeah. uh, we've talked in the past, my dad is a teacher, high school teacher in Fort Worth, Texas. David's wife is a teacher, albeit not a public school district anymore, but still. A teacher. What's a teacher? Always a teacher. You know, that's what they say, bro. Um, we love our teaching community is what we're trying to say. Thank you for making that more concise. <laughs> but yeah, we, we want to uh, come up with ways to better support some of our listeners, especially those in the teaching community, starting first and foremost with uh, my dad. Um, not to support him personally, but he teaches a school is probably, if there are 15 high schools in Fort Worth, the 14th when it comes to funding and resources. So I asked him to put together an Amazon wish list, as you'll see many teachers do this time of year. Um, he quickly declined to do so, but he did say that he could uh, put some things together would benefit some of the other teachers you know, on his hall, you know, around him and on the staff. It's very basic things. They're not asking for uh, laptops. They're saying we don't have Sharpie markers. We don't have dry erase markers, uh, gloves come winter time all real basic items. Um, whenever we post this episode or probably not uh, with the descriptions, but uh, keep an eye out on our social media. We'll throw a link out for that wish list. If we have other teachers in the listening community that uh, have wish lists of their own at me at the show, we'll retweet it. You know, I, I will always do my, uh, the most I can to help uh, get those things taken care of. Well said KJ. Thanks for that now good stuff i don't have the dip line intro you want to do that live now it's time to hit the dip line 833-371-3477 again 833-371-3477 get in get out be tactical just leave a voicemail tell us what you want sound off hang up and listen do what you got to do man we don't really care we don't have any rules for this just be nice. We, you know, we want to be critical, but be respectful. Respect Dylan. Respect Dave. Respect KJ. Let's see. What unless, we got unless I swear at you for your athleticism, and then later apologize in another venue. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. Six minutes turns out is fast. What's up, boys? It's OG. Uh, thanks for the advice last week about being a college football fan. But I'm calling again because I was watching the home run derby, and. I was texting with my buddy that I played with in high school because uh, Corey Seager hit 
probably the longest home run I've ever seen in person off of my friend in high school. And we were just laughing about that. But I was wondering if you guys have any notable people that you played against and then they make it to, you know, say like the home run derby and you maybe feel a little less bad about them taking you approximately 800 feet. So, yeah, just wondering. Bye. 800 feet. So hopefully y'all got that. But the question was if you've played against somebody yeah. notable that uh, went on to make it feel less bad that they uh, were way better than you. Dylan? Hey, Dave, have, have you ever talked to our finance, our old finance guy, Hunter, about his time at, uh, was it uh, Palestine High School? Oh, when he, when he was on, yeah. He was on the team with Adrian Peterson, and he was just – he played uh, – he was like – I mean, he played secondary. And he said he has he has some funny stories about just getting trucked in practice over and over and over again by Adrian Peterson. I love I love this is a great question. I love these kinds of, these kind of like you know let's play it back and talk about the time we faced so and so. I have really just one like really notable one, and it's Houston Street. He like I did grew up in Austin, and he was I want to say like one year older than me. And we faced, I faced him a few times. Um, he was like, he was more famous for just being, for just being James Street's kid back then than he was for being like really good at baseball. He went to Westlake High School and he was decent. He did pitch, but he threw over the top and there was no movement on his fastball. And he threw like 88. It, it, then he went to UT and he dropped it on three quarter and started throwing like 95 with a lot of movement on it. And, and, of course, he was an All-American and went on to become a closer in the uh, in the bigs. But in Little League, I did take him off the wall in center field when we played him in an All-Star game. So I have I have that claim to fame. It was like a foot and a half from being a home run. Um, that's really all I have. Did you keep the baseball? I did not keep the baseball. Like I said back then, he wasn't like a, a huge name yet. He was like, oh, his dad was a, you know won a national championship at, at UT for football. Who also played baseball too there, by the way. But like he was not related just like, to Peekaboo. We knew who he was. Not related to Peekaboo, no. KJ, I'm I'm assuming you have the coolest ones. So I'm let me just get my lame one out of the way because I you guys might be surprised that I was not an exceptional athlete in high school, but I did play a little golf. Okay. And during the summer we played uh JPGA tournaments just around town, like put on by the PGA Association, whatever. And anybody could sign up, I think. Um, and it wasn't like a affiliated with the school. You just go and you play. And Hunter Mahan, the uh, former – he was a top five player in the world at one time. Uh, people who follow golf know the name. Played at Oklahoma State. Had a good had a good career on tour. Played on a Ryder Cup team, President's Cups team. Um, he played in those. He played in one that I was at. And I remember seeing him on the range. And uh, – just just being like, man, we are playing – this is cliche, but we are playing such a different game right now. Like, <laughs> it sounds way different when you hit it than when I hit it. And and it was known. Like, that at that point, like, he we had a guy on our team uh, at Duncanville, uh, Martin Piller, who mm-hmm. was in that same category, like, was, you know, competing with Hunter Mahan. Um, and he, he actually uh, – Martin did play on tour a little bit, also uh, – Nice guy. I used to rollerblade with him, but um, I work closely yeah. with his brother. Talk to him like almost every day. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. Maybe? Yes. Oh, dude, that's great. Yeah, he was a good golfer himself. Um, mm-hmm. Heck of a player. Um, yeah. So anyway, Hunter Mayhan. That's that's about it. He didn't like uh, he didn't like hit a stinger at my head or something. He never like made fun of me for just being a, a you know an '80s golfer while he's out there shooting like 67 in these tournaments. But uh, yeah, that was my brush with PGA greatness. Isn't it so humbling when you compete against someone like for the first time who's like really, really good at something you thought you were good at? Yeah. It's like, wow. Okay. So there's like a whole nother like tier of athletes in the sport <laughs> that I used to be pretty good in. And it becomes so apparent that you don't, you don't have what it takes. <laughs> I think uh, my sophomore year in college, we had a uh, Facebook group when it wasn't like embarrassing to be in a Facebook group. It was just a collection of players on the SMU team, and it was titled, I swear I used to be good at football. 
it's like all these dudes who are destined to become like finance majors and non-football yeah. professionals. We're like just only posting your high school hero like accolades as like it was like a AA 12 step group to like cope with just descending into normalcy. Um, I will say my non-football one, non-football one. Um, I was watching a ton of the uh, world championships this weekend. So my brain's a little bit on track and field, but uh, coming out of junior high, I mean, as well regarded as like a junior high play could be player could be at that time. Um, I had the opportunity to kind of pick which high school I went to. And I ended up at Lamar. I've got to take these headphones off. Otherwise I'm gonna keep stuttering. Ended up at Lamar high school in Arlington. And this was what, 2000, 2001. And I showed up kind of transfer, you know, spike from little giants type of uh, attitude about things like, you know, look at all these kids. Like I'm here to show up and like do great things. And at the time I was also like, all right, I'll play or I'll run track in the spring after freshman year. You know, went quite well, blah, blah, blah. I show up at track and in junior high, I think I ran, I don't know, whatever. I think junior high times were like sub 60 was impressive. And I was like maybe mid 55 or so somewhere there with my, my 400 time. And then First practice, Jeremy Warner also shows up, who would then, like a year later, be in the 2002 Athens Olympics for the 400 meter, and I believe win gold or, or medal at least for the uh, 2002 U.S. Olympics, or maybe it was the 2006 Athens or Sydney, whichever ones were around then. And when I say the guy was like 200 to 300 meters ahead of me, like in that, you know, just, hey, we're going to go three quarters, this practice, blah, blah, blah. I was like, not only was I shocked that I was just not good relative to this guy, but also that white people were athletes because I'd come out of like an all black junior high. And this guy was just like next world. And I'd heard his name and knew he was good at track, but I hadn't seen him run much less like at nearly full capacity. And it was the most like, all right, well, I am done with track. I basically (laughs) quit like the very next week. It was, it was over for me. So, uh, ending a career, if there ever was one, uh, Jer- thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, former Baylor. According to his, yeah, according to his Twitter bio, he won three golds and one silver in the Olympics. Not bad, huh? So that's pretty a pretty decent Olympic career. You know what he didn't win? The heart yeah. of his uh, junior year girlfriend, who I dated for like two or three years of high school after Ooh. that. So. Although he did win that V card, so whatever. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's whatever. Good. <laughs> I guess I could do a vicarious um, brush. Uh, I guess answer to that question. And a, a guy I was friends with in high school played uh, uh, tight end. Or no, was he played tight end? Oh, he was a he was a D end. And uh, he had to, uh, in the first round of the playoffs, play Midland Lee. Mm. And they had a guy at running back named Cedric Benson who had all of the hype. And I think I've told this story, but as we're walking in, we're like, me and my buddies are chanting overrated and like Cedric <laughs> Lee. And he proceeded to absolutely steamroll, steamroll the, the defense. Not only did they, did they have Cedric Benson on that team, but Eric Winston – was the starting tight end, and he would go on to, uh, of course, the tackle. He grew, he grew into a tackle, and he, he played. A, he had a long career with the Bengals, I believe. Texans, um, Bengals, maybe Dolphins. Yeah, the, yeah, Texans as well. I, I watched that that same Midland Lee team play um, at U, at UT's football stadium against Westlake. This is like the state championship game. It was Midland Lee against Westlake. Westlake now is a complete powerhouse, but. Um, Westlake lost to uh, Midland Lee that day, and playing safety for Westlake to, to bring it all back was actually Houston Street. He was, like, the, the best player on their football team, too. So, uh, interesting little circle there. Man. I, I feel like it's probably a byproduct of, uh, you know, I, I guess it's just a Texas thing. Like, David going to Duncanville High School, like, I would say if any of my uh, – humbling experiences from like non-famous people ever occurred. It was like against Duncanville. 
Like there were three or four players that year that were top 25 in the region. Um, one of them has a son who's like a four-star athlete right now committed to SMU. And so every time I see his name, I'm like, that guy embarrassed me. Who is it? Like Jody Richardson or something like that. I can't remember his last name. Okay. But, uh, just full of talent at that school. And like, these are guys like didn't even bubble up to be names at the uh, college level that you could play with. So it just. Duncanville. Duncanville currently has for the 2024 class, the number one overall player in the nation for football right now. Really? He's a defensive end. I think his last name is Simmons. I believe something Simmons. Yeah. Um, overall. Earl. Don't know. All right, Pete. Cannot confirm. Uh, yeah, Eric Winston, funny you mentioned him. He also was the center on their basketball team. And we, we went to, uh, I guess it was Midland, to watch uh, the state, the re- regional tournament or whatever, because Duncanville was playing. We watched the game before, and it was Midland Lee, and Eric Winston was the center. And he was the dude, and they were he was unstoppable. And he would like he would get down and slap the ground <laughs> when they were back on defense. Oh, the it was it's <laughs> a one coach K camp. Uh, we got oh, one man. more line call. Good question, by the uh, way. Whoever submitted that one. Good question. Let me uh, let me hit that other one. I forgot that we had both of them. Here we go. Hey guys, this is Travis in Iowa. Dave said something on the Wednesday episode. Uh, he really just said it like as an aside. Uh, but it got me thinking. Uh, he said, uh, if it was up to me, there would have been two quarterbacks uh, when he was just doing a silly back and forth with Dylan. But think about that. What if what if teams were doing that? What if teams, like, you had, you know, the offensive line, and then they hike the ball, and there's, like, one quarterback receives the snap, and there's, like, another quarterback standing next to him, and they both do, like, a five-step drop, and they're, like, if one of them is about to get sacked, they, like, toss it to, like, they just, like, throw it to the other guy. And then he's the one who throws the pass. I guess it has to be a backwards lateral. Um, but that just made me really funny, thinking about two guys doing an identical five-step drop and right next to each other, and, like, you don't know who's going to throw the ball. All right, thanks. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing of all time. <laughs> Dude, I want to say we did exactly this in flag football at, at some yeah. point, uh, like in our like intramural stuff. I want to say we, we've tried the, the, the two-quarterback system, and I don't think it went very well. It never does. I think that's a like I've tried it at least four or five times in a different flag football setting, and it it's always bad. Like you get the whole like pro style setup where you just like split the difference with the quarterbacks, and you're like, okay, I might snap it this way, I might snap it the other way, because in flag football it doesn't matter. You don't have to like go between your legs or just like touch the ground, turn around, and throw it. It never goes as well as it should. <laughs> no, if you're having a usually like. <laughs> If you have to draw gimmicks like that for your offense, <laughs> you're probably dealing with uh, a lack of talent and you're trying to make up for it by doing bits like two quarterbacks. <laughs> but I, I do remember in intramurals, like there was a team, there was a, another fraternity and they, they implemented this and they did quite well with it. They had a guy who could throw they had two guys who could catch well and throw well. So it was never like a, a question of, of, you know, them making mistakes behind the line. And I remember like our defense was like, just looking like, is this even legal? Like, like looking at the ref and he's just like, I get, yeah. I mean, like, you're not doing it <laughs> I don't see why not. <laughs> uh quick uh, correction on my statement. It's Pierre Gorey is uh, the son of former Duncanville player. Jody Richardson was another like four-star player from Duncanville that year. Hmm. These are names that are I'm not even uh, aware of. So man, yeah. it, it, Pierre would have been after you, but he was he was pretty good. Love that name. Pierre's a great name. All right, well that was fun. Hit the dip line. Remember, uh, yeah, just leave calls like that. We don't care. We'll play them. You know, it's tough. Like we're like what a week away from training camp, about to get back into the NFL. I mean, college football, as Dylan's aware, you can't it can't get here soon enough. So we need something to kill time on this show, and the dip line is a perfect way to do it. Uh, before we get into our next topic, I'd like to give a shout out to our good friends at Athletic Greens. It's something that we use uh, literally every day. We take it first thing in the morning. Uh, I started taking AG1 because honestly, like it's hard for me to 
eat the, the, the diet that's going to promote gut health uh, like this does. And like for me to get a serving of, of fruit and vegetables or vegetables mainly from this uh, right off the bat when I wake up is pretty ideal. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely my favorite way to start the day. I told you guys earlier I took Stella on like a three-mile walk this morning. Before I did that, I took my athletic greens. Uh, as someone who doesn't probably eat enough vegetables and good stuff, it is the best way to get that those healthy nutrients in your body. It also tastes really good. So absolutely love the stuff. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and aptat adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all things. And hey, man, I'm, I'm pushing 40 now, Dylan. I got I to gotta start thinking about this stuff. Almost a man. Hey, Dave. I'm so close to manhood. <laughs> right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com bang. Again, that's athleticgreens.com bang to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Bang! Bang! It's good! Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Well, I don't know about y'all, but I know uh, where my brain's been at. That's basketball. Every day I'm like, how many more days till the G League tips off? How many more WNBA games do I get to enjoy until basketball is back? Um, I kid, of course. (laughs) But the NBA has done a great job of like slowly becoming a year-round entertainment. Like their off-season's getting more and more – um, like free agency when that kicks off, like everybody's dialed in and then it just drops off. And we had the nugget of like KD wants out of Brooklyn and then it kind of fizzled out. And then today we hear that uh, the Celtics and the Nets are engaging in talks for um, Kevin Durant. Any strong or immediate feelings? The sham God, dude, is he, has he peaked Woj? Has he eclipsed Woj? That's the question. Who's dropping bigger bombs? You tell me. Uh, the insider aspect of like all pro sports where it's like you scratch where you're back. I'll break some news two minutes before it actually comes out. Like I don't care to keep up with like the is Schefter or uh, what's the asshole's name? Rappaport. Like who's breaking it? But I do enjoy that, like, it's uh, when they're wrong, like, it, it should, like, tank credibility, but it never does. So nope. it doesn't matter if they're exposed, like, because it most of the time with these or a lot of time when they report, like, uh, something that's being talked about behind the scenes, it's usually being floated by the front office of one of the teams who's trying to gain leverage um, from another team. You know, that's, it's pretty commonplace in sports. And, like, yeah, there's no repercussion for them being, like, a mouthpiece for whether it's um, like you mentioned, uh, what's his name, Schefter for like the NFL as a whole or like the owners um, or Woj or Sham for for uh, the front office of uh, some of these teams. But yeah, this one this one's interesting because it's like, are you really going to blow up your your team that just went to the finals, your young team that just went to the finals to add a top three player? Yes, but a top three player who's uh, – torn an Achilles and is in his, you know, early thirties. Yeah. Apparently Celtics fans are really unhappy about this little development. Um, and I, I totally get it. I mean, Jalen Brown has been like, that's their guy, you know, he's been with them forever and just kind of feels like a key piece to what they've been building there. So yeah, I, I kind of get it. I wonder if, uh, Celtics fans wouldn't be as upset for like the same exact trade, but for like Tyler Hero or I don't know, the same exact trade, but like Joe Ingles and maybe a pick. 
Um, man, what did those two guys have in common? I guess they both shoot the three fairly well. Um, They're NBA players, man. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting, man. Um, what about for like Joker? The oh, or Luca even, or Luca even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I stopped caring about the Celtics as soon as uh, the one drop I ever pulled from the Bachelorette when they did the uh, the date. I think it was uh, Jed, Jed and Hannah went to uh, play with Scary Terry and Jalen Brown. And Jed says him like he cares about the Celtics basketball. Like he lives in Nashville. This is like a six-year-old unrelated callback, but I'm like, I've heard the audio so many times that anytime I see Jalen Brown or scary or Terry Rose's uh, name, that's all I can think of is Hannah B and Jed walking in to shoot some uh, free throws. KJ style, just full plant jump. Has, yes. Totally forgot about that. Has there ever been a guy named Jed who's been into the NBA? <laughs> There's got to yeah, be Yeah, for the first Jed. 60 years. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. He's the steals leader for the first, like, 10 years of the ABA, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah this is um, probably not going to happen, and I'm putting myself in the, in, a, in the Boston fan shoes, which is pretty easy for me to do. Um, and I'm thinking <laughs> – I'm thinking, dude, how mad I would be if the Mavs, like, I don't know, if they just made a finals run with a team. Then famously, the Mavs did win the finals with a team, albeit not a young team, but then blew it up in the offseason because uh, they were going to get Dwight Howard. I got news. We didn't get Dwight Howard. We didn't get any. Or Darren Williams, I think, at the time. Oh, Darren Williams. And, dude, Darren Williams on Instagram is the ultimate wife guy. I, I follow him. <laughs> He's such a wife guy. Good for him. Um, <laughs> I love his baseball podcasts. Uh, it's like a joke for one. Uh, live tour making waves. Yeah, we can't escape it because, and here's the basketball tie in. Here's why we can do it under this umbrella. They're going to get Charles Barkley and it will, they might get Charles Barkley. And if they do, it will be this week. And if it's not this week, this is from the Dan Patrick show. It's not happening. Per Chuck, he said, look, they got – I'm going to be at the – I'm playing in the Pro-Am. They've got, you know, till if they don't have something on paper for me, like by Thursday, I'm out. And he just – and I, my favorite thing about Chuck and is that he says exactly what he means and he doesn't play any games. He's just like, yeah, it is a money thing. That's, that's all. So we might be seeing the end of um, inside the NBA as we, as we currently mm. know. Or, yeah. I uh... – I'd be upset, but I wouldn't be like mad. I feel like uh, as great as that show is, and it's the best sports product out there, especially as far as like pregame, halftime shows go. It's organic. It's funny. They do it over and over and over and over, and it's still good. Kenny running to the board is good. Shaq and Charles like nipping at each other is still good. But I wouldn't be upset if I'm like, oh, I got 15, 20 years of their career. Like, Who's going to like be heartbroken if fucking Jimmy Johnson retires or Terry Bradshaw says, you know what? I'm going to stop ruining your Sunday and I'm just stay the fucking home. <laughs> he is bad. Like, and you don't get Fox on NFL <laughs> or whatever anymore. <laughs> no, that's but Chuck leaving scary. all of a sudden is like, I got to pay some Man, debts. I would, <laughs> as a guy who, lo- I mean, I think everybody loves Chuck a little bit. Yeah. As a guy who loves Chuck, this would be a real shame. Because I, I mean, even I, I don't. I'm not a big NBA guy, but I'll, I'll, if I catch a little bit of inside the NBA, like I'll, I'll catch a little bit, a little bit of it. Those guys are just fantastic together. But also, I, I just have a little bit of disdain for everyone who goes to live. I really do. I hate it so much. Um, you think it's gonna happen, Dave? No, but because realistically, like, what, what's he gonna do? Like exactly. <laughs> he's he's a fun golf personality like in this he is the ultimate change of pace back like you get him in doses and he's and it's fun it's like oh he pops in for the match and he gives some you know he's riffing with the players i don't see him i don't see him being able to do that on uh, on a you know 54 hole golf tournament but maybe i'm wrong he's probably give gonna me be- give me jeff van gundy 
if we're taking any basketball personality to the golf world, he's never talked about golf in his day, day in his life, but he will get on there and bitch and moan about like some rules issue. And by yeah. the end of it, you're like, this should be a par seven. Jeff's right. <laughs> when are they going to roll the ball back? <laughs> <laughs> to me, it shouldn't matter if you kick it with your foot. Like That's what you're going to get. It's it's Jeff Van Gundy, <clears throat> except for um, he's just reading uh, Tucker Carlson transcripts because they're basically the same person in, as far as their uh, speech patterns go. <laughs> you just ruined it for me. <laughs> I I just never I'd never thought of it, and now I've got to wonder like whatever the serial podcast host like her cadence, Tucker. Jeff Van Gundy, like blend them all up. And I need that like rhetorical inquisitive in the sentence with a question possibly. Hey, did you guys see what, uh, did you guys, speaking of KD and, and Draymond, did you see the, uh, this is probably getting a lot of fodder on ESPN today, but Draymond's tweet about the uh, 98 bulls. Um, he tweets, I'm watching the 98 Bulls versus Utah Jazz in the finals. I can't help but notice our 2017 team would have beaten these Bulls by a dub and these Jazz by 40 <laughs> if we played these brands of basketball. And that's why it's dumb to compare eras. KD quotes quote tweets that with, I can't tell you what the results would be, but I do know that Steve Kerr would have demanded that we put Steve Kerr in as many pick and rolls as possible. <laughs> Which is that is an excellent, so excellent tweet. That's he's just so good at Twitter, man. He is good, but I do, I do like that. I do agree with Draymond. Like it is dumb to compare eras, but like it's so funny how he just casually like, yeah, we beat them by like a dog and jazz by like forty <laughs> by forty. I saw something the other day about Michael Jordan's 63-point uh, game against the Celtics in the playoffs, like really early in his career. And he made one three-pointer in that game, in the 63-point game, just to give you an idea of how much the game has changed. Yeah, I don't – you think guys were pulling up from uh, eight feet beyond the arc? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that happened, no. They were only pulling up from like eight feet beyond the rim. Off yeah, the backboard. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've had a lot of good – you know what? Now it's kind of rolling in. Like, we all – we had Jerry West responding to J.J. Redick, uh, his comments about Bob Cousy saying that he played with, like, what, plumbers and electricians or whatever, like, disparaging that era. Um, and it was funny to see Jerry West clap back because Jerry West is kind of an – I don't know. I don't know if he was, like, the a-hole he was depicted to be in uh, whatever that show was uh, about the Lakers dynasty. Time. Yeah. But he, if you hear like players like Shaq and Kobe, like telling uh, Jerry West stories, like he was not to be messed with. Uh, pretty hardcore dude. And he called, he said JJ Redick, what he averaged 12 points a game. Like basically didn't really address the argument, but it is funny that he's throwing jabs back. So I like that we've got people popping off. It's funny that so much, uh, it's always basketball because like, I don't know if it's a lack of pads or like perceived lack of physicality. But I think people understand like baseball players are built the fuck different now. <laughs> like they throw faster, they hit harder, they run faster. Everything is more. Same thing with football. I would say hockey's probably similar, maybe not physically, but like the way the game is played, like just flat out wouldn't uh, translate. But for some reason, basketball players are like, well, the court's the same size as it was. It's a one-to-one comparison, and we always get these error conversations. Like, at some point, I want Micah Parsons to be like, yeah, I, too, would have fucked Drew Bledsoe up. Like, something stupid like that. Can you imagine, Mike? I mean, I don't know. It's it's fun. Football's the funniest one just because, like, football's been around for so long, and they used to play in, like, leather helmets or whatever. <laughs> By the way, I had to fact check myself on that, that Michael Jordan stat I just gave, and he actually took zero three-pointers. So there you go, all twos. Ridiculous. I hate the ones uh, over like the last 10 years when you get like the James Harden ones, and it's like, oh, attempted 24 free throws. I'm like, okay, yeah, of course. He's going to fill up the stat line when you know he gets the line that much. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that's about all I got on the NBA. 
we'll uh, we'll continue to monitor the situation. Maybe we'll do an emergency pod if something goes down in Dallas. One, uh, yeah, not likely. Hey, let's talk about our friends at BetterHelp. Therapy is important. Life's full of twists and turns. Everybody knows that. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Dylan, we've, we've been pretty open about this. I mean, therapy has you know, been a part of our lives in the past, and I think it's something yeah. that has helped millions of people. I'm a proud therapy user in my past. Um, haven't had the opportunity or the pleasure to use BetterHelp yet, but I absolutely will. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, even in, even when things are good, I think it's still healthy for, uh, you know, just a quick check-in and make sure things are as they're supposed to be and you're feeling good. Um, I think it's very healthy for everybody and some people, um, you know, it's very useful in time of need. So go after it. It's, you know, absolutely zero shame in my game. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you can so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. Check it out. With therapy, it can take a few tries to get right for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. It's a great way to invest in yourself. Visit their website. You can read the testimonials yourself. They're hiring so many therapists in all 50 states. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash much dip. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash much dip. Much dip. New show name Much just dropped. <laughs> um, All right, let me see know, if uh, one item in the in the sports party, huh? I was gonna. I wasn't gonna yeah. point that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quick hit party. I thought KJ um, had to bounce. I'm sorry. It's definitely his. Yeah, fault. it's okay. We've got Tyreek. Uh, Tyreek Hill is in Miami. Did he? change his language about saying that uh, Tua's uh, a better quarterback than Pat Mahomes? He did say he's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL today, so you tell me. Man, this is is this all because of that video that the uh, Dolphins released like a couple months back of Tua underthrowing Tyreek by like 12 yards? <laughs> an unguarded like an unguarded and with zero pass rush pass? <laughs> Who who tanked their franchise quarterback more, the Broncos social media team or the Dolphins? <laughs> the, the do- at least the, at least the Broncos wasn't about actual football, and Russell Wilson is like a proven actual good quarterback. <laughs> what the Dolphins did to Tua, like what? Why post of all the footage you have? Surely there's one where you hit it. You're hitting him in stride. There has to be one. Go with that one. What are you doing? <laughs> They didn't know. Or just don't don't show the pass at the end. Like clip it. It wasn't like it wasn't like he had to slow down and like you know catch it over his shoulder. He's like stopped and turned around and was waiting for it. Look like a punt. (laughs) My son. Hey, my son's awake. Hell yeah! (laughs) Get get him on get him on the mic, Dave. He's dude. He's he's chirping, man. KJ, that's on Tua. Um. I've never been a big fan, but I just have a bad perception of like most Alabama quarterbacks and it's outdated. Um, It's not Tua's fault. It's just ever since I stared directly into AJ McCarron's tattoo, I didn't know if anything else good could come out of that room. Um, For some reason, like I root for and hope for more like positive outcomes out of Jalen Hurts than I do for Tua. And I don't even like like Jalen Hurts's off the field personality relative to Tua's. So I don't know what my deal is with Tua. I just uh, I don't expect it to be a long term success in Miami. Uh, speaking of franchise quarterbacks, Kyler got the bag. I don't know if you guys, oh, yes. but that happened last week uh, after we recorded. And um, man, I don't think this is. I don't think this is going to go well. It's a lot of money. 
it's a lot of money, and I don't know how well liked he is by pretty much anybody in that organization. Um, but I, hey, man, I guess we'll see. His starting right tackle is a former SMU and uh, former fixer upper star Kelvin Beecham. He seemed to be uh, positive about the news of the signing, but I wonder how many of these decisions are made to say it's better to have a quarterback, like a you know, call back to our uh, dip line call, but like a consistent solution that you feel like is good enough as opposed to the Carolina Panthers or the Cleveland Browns. So I think the fear of the market drives this more so than, you know, commitment to the quarterback. And I think two is, or not to uh, Kyler's contract is a four year, five year, five year deal, something like that. They committed like 140 million. I don't think it's going to hamstring them in the way that these contracts used to used to be looked at. Um, salary cap is going to continue going up, especially now that uh, other breaking news. Sunday ticket, you no longer have to be tied to AT&T and DirecTV. That is now out in the open. I believe NFL Films Plus, something like that. Yeah. Individual product that you can buy without having to have uh, that service. But what I'm getting at there is that's another revenue stream that's going to drive the salary cap up in the coming year. So big number, but kind of like basketball contracts, it's not going to matter as much by year four or five. Well said. And I've got two bits of breaking news. Uh, first, we have power back at the office. Confirmed. You just stole one of my uh, – go ahead. it's not technically a running back since we hadn't already talked about it but i did add it on the list go ahead dave i took the wind out of dylan's sails totally power cooked him uh and then (laughs) jalen brown tweeted earlier smh (laughs) (laughs) which uh if you're new here that means shaking my head Mm. yeah so he's just uh, you know he's probably like what why is my name getting thrown around man and then i don't know it's like, well, you just got sham it. You got hit with the sham bomb. So that's it. So we'll, we'll be in the office tomorrow. That's very cool for Randy's game show. All right, let's run it back. Yeah, Dylan, if you still yeah, have let's any material. Run it back. The segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. All college football players are getting their beaks wet. Dave had dinner next to two men who are much, much bigger than he is. No offense, Dave. They're just very large men. Uh, we love our teachers. Midland Lee had a decent football team in the early 2000s. And finally, breaking news, the power is back on at the office. Whoa, it actually fits now and run it back because you ran it back, literally. There you go. And that concludes run it back. Well, thank you, folks, for uh, sitting through this. Apologize if the audio is not up to par, but uh, we'll be back regularly scheduled uh, recordings next week. KJ, apologies for the delay. Dylan. Thank you. Anything else? Any parting words for the folks at home? I love you all greatly. Is that the right button? Yeah, no. that's it. I, I don't know. But button? Hey, that reminds me the college football can't get here soon enough. I'm so ready for it. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dip.